Once again, good afternoon. So as I mentioned earlier, and as we all know, that we are now on the second Sunday of Advent. So I would like to ask you, how, are, how is your Advent observant doing so far? <laughs> because that's the spirit of the season. Advent, as we know, is the season when we commemorate the coming of Christ, right? Because Advent, no? Latin, and meaning coming. And that is why the message is to prepare while we are awaiting for the coming of the Lord. And it has twofold meaning in terms of coming. The immediate preparation that we are having these days for Christmas because His first coming is at His birth, which we celebrate every Christmas. And that's the immediate preparation and the what we call concrete meaning of preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord on his birth, on Christmas, the, the, the mystery of the Incarnation. And, of course, the second one is the ultimate and final day. The last day, the final judgment. Which, when we come to think of it, as we read it in the Gospel, it's something that it's true because the Lord and His Word, of course, will never lie. But the thing is, in terms of the day or the hour, nobody knows. Only God knows. But meanwhile, we are in our life that the Lord has given us on a temporary period of time. So, that day of the Lord, which is the end, and the final day, the day of judgment, may not come in our lifetime. Because even the early Christians after the resurrection and ascension of the Lord and when they received the Holy Spirit and as a Christian community converted into Christ, they themselves thought that the Lord would come back in their lifetime. And this was supposedly almost 2,000 years ago. But through the years, through generations, we know that we still continue to await for the coming of the Lord. But generations, people come and go because of the reality of death. So the coming of the Lord is actually a day-to-day 
grace, a day-to-day blessing, a day-to-day manifestation, a day-to-day encounter with Him. And the many ways that He would come and continues to come in our life, in our day-to-day faith experiences. And that's very important because for this Sunday, we have John the Baptist giving us the message at the same time, the example of how it is to prepare for the coming of the Lord. He is in the desert preaching the message of repentance. And these points are very important because if there's one person in the gospel that's a model of real humility, even in the greatness of his status, in terms of the divine plan of God, it's John the Baptist. Many people came to him to be baptized. Many hid his message. And many thought that he was the Messiah that they were waiting for. And yet he was so true, so honest, so humble to make it clear to them that he was not the Messiah. He was not even worthy to untie the sandals of the Messiah. And he proclaimed that while he preached the message of repentance, that baptism of repentance, he said, the one who is going to come would baptize you with water and the Holy Spirit. And he was in the desert. You know, just imagine being in a desert. We have some deserted or desert places here in California, going to Las Vegas, for example. And, well, with our cars and just passing for a couple of minutes or hours, perhaps, we would not feel how it is in terms of challenges and difficulties being in a desert, especially if we have been traveling with our air-conditioned cars or stay there no, in air-conditioned homes, houses, hotels, casinos, enjoying ourselves. But the real and typical way of life in a desert, it's very challenging without the comforts of the advancement of technology that it can offer to us these days. The Israelites, as we read it in the sacred scriptures, faced a lot of challenges and difficulties with scarcity of food, water, clothing, shelter. And they were vulnerable 
for whatever attacks no? of the beasts and other enemies along their journey while crossing in the desert. And that's an image of how it is we live with life. You know, we always associate Christmas with joy. The coming of the Lord with the message of peace, harmony, union. He's the Prince of Justice. As Isaiah would prophesy in the first reading, that he would govern with justice. But it's very challenging, the realities of life and the realities of the world that we are in today. We are not ignorant and we know of the fact no, that we are in a very challenging and difficult world of today. In the news, we are always bombarded with all the negativities, right? Disappointing in terms of conflict, in terms of misunderstanding, in terms of crimes, in terms of injustice, war, name it. There's that longing in our heart. And not only in the community, in the society, in the world, in our country, within and outside the church. Even in our own homes, even in our own personal life. To be at peace, to be in harmony with each other is truly a great blessing. If you are in peace right now and you think and you feel and you live how it is to have a really, a real peaceful, harmonious life free from whatever worries, good for you. Thank the Lord for that. But we know that in real life, we desire for peace, we desire for harmony, we desire for unity, we desire for tranquility, precisely because what we live, what we experience are the contrary things in our own personal life, in our relationships, be it among your, yourselves as a couple or the relationship you being parents to your children or in our workplaces, in the community. There are misunderstandings, there are conflicts, there are problems. And that is why the image of the desert is very important to reflect now. Because the Lord has come already. And yet, through human weakness, the corruption of sin, the struggles of the realities of the world, because we are not living in a calm, uh, perfect world, all these are affecting our own personal life, our relationship, with one another, our relationship with God. And that's re the reason 
why Advent is very important. No? Because it's a season of hope letting us remember that no matter what, no matter what, the promise of the Lord in the prophecy of Isaiah, what St. John the Baptist was preparing for in his lifetime, and in fact, when the Lord has come, he was with the people offering himself, uh, showing to them how God loved them, especially those who are weak, those who are sick, those who are being possessed by evil spirits, that they were being freed, being cured, being healed. He let them experience the greatness of the mercy of God. And not only that, he offered himself in death. He rose from death. He ascended into heaven and sent them the Holy Spirit which we continue to receive as a blessing of the Lord through the sacraments, not only in baptism, but above all in the Eucharist, in confession, in the life of the church now. And yet, we are in this world. And that is why it's good, really, to live into the spirit of Advent because the Lord continues to manifest His love because He continues to come into our lives. The manifestations of His love, of His grace and mercy. Right now, in the Holy Eucharist, in His most sacred body and blood that we partake in Holy Communion, in the prayers being answered, in our struggles, that we feel his love and mercy. But it's not only the part of God, we know that. We have to put all our trust, our faith in him. We also have to give our share in terms of justice, in terms of peace, in terms of goodness, in terms of kindness, in terms of mercy, in terms of compassion, in terms of truth. Because in that message of repentance of John and even in St. Paul's letter to the Romans in the second reading, he reminded the early Christian community the time to get reconciled with the new Jewish converts, with the Gentiles, allowing them and giving them the opportunity to experience also the grace that they would also offer and experienced the glory of the Lord as new converts. And the same way as St. John also, the same message. And he said, especially to the Pharisees and the, the Sadducees, he said, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves that we are Abraham as our father. If we translate that to ourselves, do not say that I am a child of God because I am baptized. Demonstrate it, show it. That dignity that we receive, put it into concrete, into practice. Because it's a dignity, a blessing, a privilege 
but at the same time, a big responsibility. And that would be shown in our actions, the kind of life that we live, our lifestyle. If really it would manifest and show to everyone that indeed the kingdom of God is in our heart because he is the one leading us, guiding us. He is the one that we follow and we obey through the good works that we do, through acts of mercy and charity. In other words, if there's real repentance and renewal in the world that should come in the little, even the little acts of mercy, if there's what we experience, forces of darkness that the world is experiencing these days, whatever little act or gesture that we can do to promote peace in the little kindness that we extend to somebody in need, in our effort to be kind, to be compassionate, to be caring, to be understanding, to be forgiving at home or to anyone. There's always that hope that we live in a better world because Christ is present in our heart. The message of mercy is becoming real and concrete. And that's what we are hoping for. And that's what we are praying for these days. That really the spirit of Advent may be real and concrete in our day-to-day -day life. That truly the Lord in his love and mercy reigns in our hearts. Because if the immediate preparation that we are doing in Advent is for Christmas, we always greet at Christmas, Merry Christmas. That it is the season of joy. But that joy, meaning rejoicing in the Lord, that we are really happy and merry and blessed because the Lord is in each and everyone's hearts. And it's not just an empty, superficial greetings of words that come from the mouth and do not mean anything deep within. So, my dear brothers and sisters, as we offer this Mass for the Divine Mercy, the mercy of God is always there for us. He continues to bless us. And we pray that in this spiritual journey, in this time of Advent, that we may become agents of mercy to others. As what St. John the Baptist 
prepare for the way of the Lord, make straight his paths, and produce fruits of goodness, of kindness, of good works, of acts of charity, as evidence of our repentance or renewal, so that real peace and joy and harmony and justice may really be in our heart and in others' hearts that we touch because of the life that we live. May the good Lord, in his love and mercy, the most divine mercy, bless each and every one of us. Amen. Please stand.